This is Archive Atlanta, episode 184, Mayors, part one. You're listening to Archive Atlanta, a history podcast where each week I'll be sharing a story about the people, places, and events that shape the history of the city of Atlanta. I'm your host, local tour guide, and total history nerd, Victoria Lemos. Hey everyone, happy Friday. I have had this episode topic on my list for a very long time, and so this week I've decided to tackle it. Atlanta had 59 mayors, including our most recent, Andre Dickens, and I thought it'd be fun to look back from the first and learn about who these men and eventually women were, what they stood for, how were they elected, what did they accomplish for the city and its people during their term, and other kind of fun stories from the past. To start with a quick refresher, in 1837, the future Atlanta was chosen as the railroad terminus. It was legally Marthasville from 1843 until 1845 when we became Atlanta. And the 1850 population was only 2,500 people. And we had 40 saloons. I always tell people we were a lot more Wild West outposts than like Southern Gone with the Wind um, image. Our pastimes were gambling, drinking, and cockfighting. And then about six years later, when we're at 8,000 people, we add rampant prostitution to the list of activities. In January of 1848, Atlanta held its first mayoral election, and Jonathan Norcross ran as a moral party candidate against Moses W. Formwalt from the Free and Rowdy Party. So the winner would only serve a one-year term, as that was not updated to two years until 1875, and then it wasn't updated to a four-year term until 1929. Jonathan Norcross was a New Englander who opened the first manufacturing business in Atlanta, which was a sawmill in 1844, and his biggest client was the new Georgia Railroad. He made railroad ties, and then any scrap that he had, he would be given to, like, poor mill workers. They built cabins and shanties with that. That is where we get the name Slabtown, one of Atlanta's earliest shanty towns. Norcross eventually opened his own store, and he led the movement to obtain the first city charter and change the town name to Marthasville. Moses Formwalt was born in Tennessee. He came to Decatur in 1836, and then he opened a tin shop in Atlanta where his bestsellers were copper stills. Needless to say, you could understand why he represented the free and rowdies. The free and rowdies were led by men that owned distilleries, bars, brothels. They felt they represented the true character of the city as like an early railroad outpost. And they campaigned for votes by picking up bar tabs. The moral party was all about law and order, temperance, and chastity. And they won votes by handing out apples and candy. 215 voters showed up at Kyle's Corner to cast their votes. And Moses Formalt was chosen as Atlanta's first mayor. The first six councilmen were also elected, Jonas Smith, Benjamin Bomar, Robert Ballard, James Collier, Anderson Walton, and Leonard Simpson. There's very little we know about his term or even really about the man himself. He was 28 during his term as mayor, and in 1852, there were reports that he was shot and killed by somebody he had fined during his term. So his wife eventually gets remarried, she leaves Atlanta, and no one really remembers him, including where he was buried. 
around 1907, they knew he was in Oakland. They found he was in, like, which plot he was in. He was in someone else's plot. And then in 1916, they disinterred him and they reburied him under a granite monument honoring his service as the city's first mayor. So that is still there today. In 1907, City Hall began putting up a mayoral gallery and they realized they're missing many photographs of, like, all these important men. So they put this call out in the paper. Families, friends, residents, you know, if you have a picture of these people, please send it in. By 1929, there were four mayors still missing their portraits, and Moses Formwalt was one of them. Funny aside, there was an article where they interviewed a woman who was old enough to have attended his funeral um, when she was a child, and she says that she remembers that they took his photograph before burying him. So maybe this photo is out there somewhere. Benjamin Franklin Bomar served as Atlanta's second mayor from 1849 to 1850. He was born in South Carolina. He practiced medicine in Charleston, and he came to Georgia, Dahlonega specifically, before moving to Atlanta in 1847. So if his name just sounds familiar, I he so if his name sounds familiar, he did serve on the first city council that I just mentioned. And then following Formwald's term, he was elected, representing the free and rowdies at the age of 32. A lot of the information about um, his mayoral term came from an interview with his widow from 1914. And she said that her husband's first order of business was to remove stumps from Whitehall Street. And that if anybody broke the law during his term, he sentenced offenders to dig up stumps. The idea of now Peachtree Street in the heart of downtown Atlanta being littered with tree stumps is, was absolutely hilarious to me. He was one of the first two Baptists in the city, and he helped organize the First Baptist Church, along with the First Masonic Lodge. One of his more controversial decisions was the purchase of the old fairgrounds, which cost the city $50 an acre. The very first case of smallpox occurred during his term, and the city also decided to purchase the land for the future Oakland Cemetery during his term. After his service as mayor, Bomar was elected the first clerk of Fulton County Superior Court in 1854. He died in 1868 and is buried at Oakland Cemetery. Willis Buell was Atlanta's third mayor, serving from 1850 to 1851, and he was again a free and rowdy. Originally from Connecticut, he's crediting with organizing the city's first Sunday school. It was non-denominational called the Atlanta Union Sabbath School. And he was a local artist. A reporter from 1939 went back to these early city council meetings and gives us like a small glimpse into his term. Very exciting things like the city hired two night watchmen um, to patrol from 10 p.m. to sunrise. Camping in the city limits was outlawed and the marshal was tasked with removing dead hogs from the streets. To this day, we do not know where Buell is buried, nor does he have a photo to hang in City Hall. The fourth mayor of Atlanta from 1851 to 52 may sound familiar as it was Jonathan Norcross. So after losing the city's first mayoral election, Norcross and the Moral Party finally won. Aside from being mayor, he was also put in charge of the police court and he was furnished with a new jail. So his first order of business was to clean up the city and, quote-unquote, restore law and order. He finds a rowdy for street fighting. Um, there's some huge drama, like they're in court. The rowdy refuses to go down without a fight. He pulls a knife out in the mayor. Um, mayor Norcross grabs a chair in retaliation. 
The next evening, the Rowdies steal the 1812 war cannon from Decatur. That was out there actually until recently. They stuffed it with sand and gravel and they shot it at Norcross's general store. So the story is that the cannon is today where the Artisan Well sculpture is in five points right there. And then the Rowdies left a note that said, quote, resign or the next shot will be serious, end quote. Over the next few weeks, residents of the shanty towns like Snake Nation or Slab Town and free and rowdy leaders are jailed and put under house arrest. One night under the cover of darkness, the moral party enters Snake Nation, which is like today Castleberry Hill, and they chase all the men out of town and they put all the women on carriages to Decatur. The wood shanties are burned to the ground. Post-mayor Norcross co-founded the Airline Railroad, which was never actually developed. And then in 1876, he ran as Republican nominee for governor. Now, this is during Reconstruction, so running as a Republican would mean that he was pro-Reconstruction, which is, I think, an unpopular opinion at the time. He died in 1898 at the age of 90. He's one of the oldest mayors at that time. A lot of them died at 40, 45 years old. And he is buried at Oakland Cemetery. We do have a picture of Jonathan Norcross, which is also part of that gallery collection. Thomas Forston Gibbs served as Atlanta's fifth mayor from 1852 to 53, and we know very little about him and very little about his term. So in 1939, Franklin Garrett, who's Atlanta's historian, was quoted as saying he had been looking for information on Gibbs for over a decade. And let me tell you, if Garrett is failing, I don't think we're going to find anything. We do know that he was born in 1798 in Elbert County, Georgia. He came to Atlanta after 1850. And so by looking at the papers that year, we do kind of get an idea of maybe what was going on during his time. We know that the roads were a big issue. Not much has changed. He attempted to run for a second term, but he was defeated by John Mims, the vote being 369 to 193. And then apparently after he lost the second bid, he just left Atlanta never to be heard from again. That set the stage for John F. Mims, Atlanta's sixth mayor from January 1853, and he served through October of 1853. Mims came to Atlanta in the 1840s when he founded a flour mill with L.P. Grant and Richard and William Peters. He was also agent for the Georgia Railroad and Banking Company, and he was later president of the Atlanta and West Point Railroad. So during his mayoral term, he commissioned not built. He commissioned the first city hall, I have a whole episode about city hall, and he also commissioned and created the first map of the city. So the map was actually done by Edward Vincent, but it is considered the oldest map of Atlanta. He also appointed a council of night police, again patrolling the city at night, and he also oversaw the first artificial street lighting, which were oil lamps installed at certain spots around the city. So 10 months into his mayoral term, and this is why he resigns in, in October, he is ill. We don't know exactly what, but it's bad enough that he resigns his mayor title and Atlanta has to hold a special election. He dies in 1856 and he is also buried at Oakland. Last but not least in today's episode is the seventh mayor of Atlanta. So William Markham won that special election. He was born in 1811 in Connecticut. This makes him the second Yankee mayor. But he did live in North Carolina and Augusta and McDonough before coming to Atlanta. He arrived here in 1853, same year he was elected. And during his term, the city attempted their first quasi-public school. It's called the Holland Free School. 
he finally actually built the first city hall. Four years after his term, so after he becomes mayor, he becomes a very big name in Atlanta. He founds the Atlanta Rolling Mill, which is definitely going to have its own episode one day. And then by 1875, he built the Markham House Hotel, which burned down. Another story for another day. Um, but he died in 1890 and again, buried at Oakland. So there you have it. The story of Atlanta's first seven mayors. Thank you everyone for listening. And quick announcement. If you're listening to this in real time, this coming Sunday, I have an event with my good friend King Williams where we're doing Atlanta's past and future. It is going to be super fun. I'm going to have a link in the show notes. I think it starts at one o'clock. So if you're going to be there, send me a message so I can say hello. Hope everyone has a great weekend and I'll talk to you next week.